Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today we'll be discussing what's happening in the development arena and how it affects North Fulton. We have with us today two very eager guests to tell us a little bit about their projects in the North Fulton area. We have Josh Barnes. Josh is Vice President of Real Estate Investment for Orkin and Associates. Josh, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Kelly. Absolutely. And we have Dean Collins. Dean is president of Axis Companies, LLC. Dean, thank you for being here as well. Thanks for having me, Kelly. My pleasure. So we have introduced you both in your companies, but we want to hear a little bit more about what those companies are and what your background is. Obviously, we're talking today a little bit about the development market in North Fulton and both of you um, being entrepreneurs in both of your companies. So if you can tell us just a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and certainly your company and what it is you do now. And Josh, I'm going to start with you. Hey, Kelly. I'll, I'll introduce um, my company a little bit and then and how I got into what I do. So Oregon Associates is a um, family-owned business. They start out, the Orkin family uh, started Orkin Pest Control in the early 1900s. The second generation took it international and sold it to the Rollins family in 1964. So after that, you had four siblings who sold Orkin Pest Control, and they had uh, cash, and they decided to start investing in raw land in the 60s. And two brothers started doing that separately, but doing the same thing. And what they realized when you own raw land, even if it's debt-free, you're cash poor. You have no cash. So they started in in the 80s buying income-producing assets, focused mainly in retail. And so throughout the 80s and 90s, 2000s, and and this decade, they've accumulated more and more shopping centers, converting raw land um, either through – selling it and doing a 1031 exchange into a shopping center or developing land. So we have different strategies for different pieces of land. And so the Orkin family, both sides still own a good bit of raw land uh, across, across Metro Atlanta, mainly focused in Metro Atlanta. And um, how I got on board with them is, um, you know, I, I grew up in the Atlanta area. I'm an Atlanta native, um, went to Brookwood high school, then went to, uh, the University of Georgia, and um, from from there, you know, I started, when I was in college, started interviewing a bunch of uh, career, you know, guys that um, th- I, th- I thought I might have wanted to follow in their footsteps. Basically guys who I, hey, I might want to do that. So I talked with all of them, and the only one that said to follow their footsteps and they like what they do was the guy, my best friend's dad in real estate development. And uh, so I was like, all right, I, I, can, I can see what that's about. So I Realized I had an affinity for it, and I was good at it and liked it, and so got into it. Uh, At one point in time while I was in college, I interviewed with North American Properties, you know, the company that Avalon. Uh, It was a long time ago is when they were uh, completing Camp Creek Mm -hmm. Phase 2. And um, lo and behold, my my boss at North American um, went to high school with Adam Orkin, and so made that connection, and when I came out of school – uh, at the University of Georgia, I pretty much started with Orkin right away. Uh, I mean, three months out uh, of college, I was with Orkin. So I've 
been there since I was 22, going on 13 years. So it's been a long time, and it's been a good run. So I've really enjoyed it. And they've uh, given me a lot of great opportunities. That's awesome. And you said University of Georgia. What does one major in when they want to come out and do uh, work like this? Uh, there is an actual degree program in the business school called real estate. And there's a department department that's risk management, insurance, and real estate. So they have the risk management component if you want to go into the industry, in the insurance industry. And then they have the real estate component if you want to get into real estate. That's great. I didn't even know that. That's wonderful for those listening who want to go into that area. A lot of a lot of people told me that when I did that and got that degree, they're like, you don't need a degree um, and go to a four-year school to be a real estate agent. And I was like, well, that's not exactly what it is. <laughs> Which is evidenced by all of the, uh, the projects you've worked on. So I think we're going to hear more about that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Dean, what about you? I know you've got a very variety of uh, background as well, but also in the development arena, kind of on the other side, on the architect side, correct? Yeah, so Access Companies actually is two companies. It's an infrastructure company, which is more architecture and engineering. And we also have a development side, which is Access Development Holdings. Um, and I've been in this business for 30-plus years and got tired of seeing a lot of what we do go to other people, especially the financial financial piece of it. So we thought it would be kind of fun to take the, the highs and lows out of the workload for architects and engineers and develop our own properties. So we not only work for other developers and municipalities doing traditional architecture and engineering, but we also acquire property or land and, and develop properties as well. So we do a little bit of both. So you, you have both sides of the coin, if you will. We do. We run with separate companies. But yeah, we do. And so what about your background, Dean, specifically? What leads you to, to have the skill set to be able to do something like this? Well, like I said, I've been in this business for 30 years. I started out as a civil engineer Went to school at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Yes, it is an engineering school. <laughs> Very small school up in the Northeast. Um, uh, got out of school working on transportation projects. Um, and uh, worked, you know, worked for a company that was an up-and-coming company that was expanding quickly. So I got to do a lot of different things. I That's got great. to you know, do civil, more traditional civil work like pushing dirt around for Walmarts to designing highways and bridges uh, and, uh, then got into designing buildings. So I got to do a little bit of everything. So I worked there for my first four years, uh, a few of the partners left said, Hey, would you like to come with us? Uh, I said, sure. Um, went to work for them, worked from an engineer position up to partner, um, worked there for oh my gosh, 17 years. And then uh, we were acquired by a company and worked there for another seven and then just decided that uh, I really just always wanted to do my own thing. So mm-hmm. I decided to start Access Companies and uh, located right here in downtown Alpharetta. And uh, three and a half years later, we're 50 people. And uh, last year we did nine and a half million dollars in revenue. So we're doing pretty well. Huh, I think we'd say you're doing okay then. We're doing okay. That's awesome. Well, one of the commonalities I think I hear in both of your backgrounds is the opportunity to do a number of different things and have your hands in a variety of different things to get those world experiences, right? I think that's that's a big piece of it. So um, I appreciate that. So let's talk, Josh, a little bit about the project that you all are working on now in Milton. Um, the Crabapple Market is a Milton downtown development project you've been working on that I know I've been hearing a lot about and certainly that the leaders in Milton are expecting to make a huge difference in that community. Um, can you maybe tell me a little bit more about the project and how you think it will enhance not just Milton, but really our North Fulton region? Absolutely. It's a, it's a little bit different than a, a 
typical project in the fact that, you know, downtown Alpharetta, Avalon, all that was, you know, acquired the land and, and you did the development. This kind of grew over time and it started in 2010 and we acquired four buildings from, uh, unfortunately a developer lost it back to the bank in the great recession. And we, um, purchased four buildings uh, from Flagstar bank and, um, over time accumulated raw land around the area. And so we've been bringing it on, you know, developing the land over time. And so we started out with about 36,000 square feet, um, where the old blind dog is in Mm -hmm. Milton and throughout four buildings, one of which was a, you know, used to be a, a home that was built in the early 1900s that was converted into res, uh, commercial. And then uh, in 2018, we finished two new buildings uh, that is about 36,000 square feet, so it doubled the size. And just in uh, uh, November, we broke ground on the phase three. We've got four phases, uh, phase three at 86,000 square feet. So we'll be about 100, 150,000 square feet when we're done. Mainly retail and office. It's, you know, more experiential retail, experiential office. We put in a park, mm-hmm. uh, about an acre. We call it Crabapple Green. Um, we're in the uh, planning stages of of a stage, so we can have some events there, like, you know, downtown Woodstock has and things yeah. like that. We can have bands there. So all in all, the phase three, the what we're calling Crabapple Market West, um, is going to take about two years to complete, and we're going to have all told about fourteen buildings that we put in retail on the first floor, mainly office on the second and third, uh, maybe some retail on the second, but retail in the suburbs on the second floor is very challenging to do. Yeah, I imagine, and um, I've I've seen it's coming up now, so I've certainly seen it there in that area as I've been down into a crabapple market do you is there going to be a living component mixed in with that or i know there are a lot of homes obviously in that area as well so have you all discussed that opportunity we have and i have to give the city of milton uh great credit because they in in deerfield and in crabapple they installed a form-based code Mm -hmm. and that allows us to be flexible with our uses that if a shop doesn't work we can turn it into a residence or we can turn it into an office without going back in without having to go back in and rezone it like you would in say in Alpharetta. So there has been that discussion. We have planned um, six units that are above retail. We're going to see if they're going to go office or retail or uh, living office or, or residential. Mm -hmm. And then we have a component in the back. That's more horizontal mixed use where you'd have some townhome sites anywhere from 14 to 18 townhome units. Very good, which was, is somewhat similar to the other side of the street, if you will, um, mm-hmm. there in Milton. So, well, I know it's been very successful, obviously, if you're in, already in phase three, any chance you can give us a little uh, head start on what phase four might look like or where that might be located? Uh, phase four, we actually have it all planned out. Okay. And we actually have a 3D model that uh, Piper O'Brien, her architects, put together for us. They did a great job with it. Great um, from you. The phase four will be retail first floor, residential above. Okay. It's going to be overlooking the park, and uh, it's going to be right along Lacoma Trace, which Lacoma Trace connects 
Heritage Walk, the new road that the city put in right by City Hall yes. to Crabapple Road. Very so good. it's right there on the on the east side. So it's all right there together. And I know that they're very appreciative about the park, and it'll be great to have a, a sort of outdoor theater feel in, oh, when yeah. that's finished as well. So, I mean, And most people actually think that the – because it's right across the street from City Hall, most people think the park was put in by taxpayer dollars. Right. It, it was it, private it was investment. Not, yeah. Yeah. And anytime I you know the government, um, particularly municipalities, look for those partnerships to be able to do those P3s whenever they can and get an opportunity to have some private investment in there. So I think that's great. Um, so, Dean, I'm going to ask you, I know that, again, within our North Fulton f- footprint, um, we had the opportunity as a uh, the Greater North Fulton Chamber to do an event at Six Bridges Brewing uh, for one of our Chairman Circle events, and our members absolutely loved it. And one of the reasons we chose that location was because of your suggestion, um, and you all actually were, were the designers and, and the builders on that project. So, can you tell me a little bit about um, your involvement there at Six Bridges Brewing? I know they've been open for almost a year or right out a year and have been very successful, successful again in our footprint. So a little bit about your experience there. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, brewing and microbreweries and brew pubs uh, are kind of the new fad mm-hmm. uh, out there. Um, it's interesting. The uh, That's a father and son team that developed that uh, went ahead and developed that brewery. Uh, fathers, George Tech grad, a background in science and chemistry. So brewing and chemistry seem to go along pretty well. And the son actually is an IT guy. Uh, they decided that uh, the IT world, they didn't really, he didn't really care for it. So he asked his dad, say, hey, how would you like to get in the brewing business? He said, sure. So they came to us and said, hey, you know, we really want to do this right and do it big. Can you help us find some space? So we looked around North Fulton and came up with their location now, which is a warehouse space because they want, they're actually a 30 barrel system, which is a very big system wow. to brew beer. So. Um, and they wanted to be able to bottle it and actually put um, uh, covers on the beers and everything, do all the labeling. They do all their own artwork and everything. So it was kind of a full encompass deal, much much more so than other groups that we work with. And so we started looking at spaces. The The space in, in Johns Creek came up. We went and talked to the mayor and commission. They were very supportive of it. They, uh, they actually, Johns Creek had to actually pass a new ordinance for the brewery to actually happen in the city. Wow. Um, they were very excited because it's not too far from city hall, so they could go hang out. So sure. anyway, that's great. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a great effort by everybody involved. Uh, space worked out great. Um, uh, the barrels are very tall. The brewing barrels are very tall. So the space is very high. So we're able to get everything in there without a whole lot of effort as far as cutting the building up, which is rare for us. Because usually we have to cut the roofs open to be able to put the barrels in and stuff like that. No small feet, I would imagine. Yeah, this one went pretty well. So anyway, we uh, our firm has a couple of architects that specialize in brewing. They're also brewers themselves, so they understand mm-hmm. the business. So we're able to talk their language and do all the planning and um, do all the engineering design that go with it. And, uh, and then we help them out with the finishes and decor and everything. A lot that they did themselves, they wanted to do some special man-made stuff in their, their space, but uh, it, it worked out well. It went quick. Um, construction was easy. Um, and then the event, the Chairman's Club event was, I don't know, what did you have, 120, 130 We did, yeah, there. it was huge. It was a lot of fun. So if you can have a U.S. Senator. Yeah, that's a good draw on a brewery, for sure. A good draw, so, yeah. 
Well, and I know that um, the mayor over there, Mayor Bagra, has been very supportive of this business as well. And and um, so again, I think that partnership between a municipality and the government working together with business to really develop things that make sense in yeah. that footprint. And I'm not sure, but I think Six Bridges was the first brewery in Johns Creek. It was. So I mean, that for them was a game changer. Um, as you look around, there are so many in in our different uh, municipalities. So that will also be a huge enhancement and a game changer for the North Fulton footprint, I think, overall. Um, so are breweries, I have to ask, breweries a specialty for you? Because that's, you know, a little different nuance. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, uh, we we did we actually had 12 breweries under design and development last year. Uh, this year, we have five signed up already. Um, it's interesting. They, they kind of come out of the woodwork, uh, believe it or not. Some do. Some are expansions. Mm-hmm. But uh, very successful. I mean, we just... We opened up this, the one here at Six Bridges. Uh, they're packed every night. Um, we just uh, opened up one in Gwinnett County, still fire. Uh, I've only been, I've only been there three times, and I couldn't get in the door. Wow. Um, actually, it's funny. I had a meeting there. Actually, I had a meeting there with the mayor uh-huh. of Aswani, and uh, we were there early. Just said, hey, can we borrow some space while you guys are setting? He said, sure. They turned away probably 50 people at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. wanting Wow, to try and get four. in. Yeah, yeah. trying to get in. So, that it, you know, what it, what – what these breweries have done or what a, a brew pub is now is it's back from the thirties and forties mm-hmm. when every neighborhood had a, uh, a little pub that you went to and all the business in the neighborhood took place right. at that pub. Well, we're back there again. So yeah. it's, it's really a community gathering place. So I'm going to date myself, but it's kind of like going back to cheers, right? Where everybody yeah. knows your name. Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So that's not a, a bad feel. So there you go, Josh, that might be something new for the crab apple market. Mm-hmm. Perhaps y'all can <laughs> find something like that to put in there too. So both of you um, obviously are, are working with the different cities. And um, again, the public-private, I think, is a big piece of that. Um, leading companies like this and, and trying to maintain some balance in your life. And Josh, I'm going to start with you because I know you're young and you have a young family. Is it is it hard? Is it possible to, to be an entrepreneur, in this case, work for entrepreneurs and be able to do the, sort of that work-life balance of – you know, of, of all of it, you know, being, being, having your family and, and, uh, being a, a business person who's, who's certainly doing a lot of things out there in this community. I absolutely think it is. Uh, it comes down to time management. You've got to be really good at allocating your time and, and leveraging the time of others. Um, there's people out there to, to help you and you need to utilize them. Um, if you try to do it all, you're not going to be successful. Uh, it's just going to be too tough and you got to be able to leverage, you know, whether it's consultants or, or assistants inside your, your firm, you've got to be able to leverage both. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I would say it comes down to time management and when you, when you get home and, and trying to be where your feet are as as (laughs) best you can. And I know it's tough to, to shut it off. I find a lot of times if I'm trying to take a break or shut off my mind, I've, I've got to have a, project i can't just mm-hmm. sit there and, and do nothing because my mind will wander and sure. i won't be present right and i think that's the key for a lot of people is being present where you are as you said um follow your your mind needs to follow where your feet are mm-hmm. um and be part of that so that's good to know um and dean obviously you've had life experience and been in a number of different companies and are kind of in a different part of your life but as an entrepreneur i mean it's hard right because everything rests rests on your your shoulders and as you mentioned your company has seen amazing growth over the last several years um that anyone would argue was showed great great success um to you as as president of the company so what motivates you to to lead that company and then do you have that ability to provide some balance 
Yeah. So, I mean, one of the most rewarding things for me is, is watching the growth happen. So, you know, some people laugh, but you know, I, I like, like you start out with a handful of people, you start out with a folding table and chair, you, uh, you're sitting there sweating where the next dollar is going to come from mm-hmm. to make payroll. Cause you're trying to keep people going. But what's amazing to me is to watch the company grow and watch them grow. So, you know, you figure if you have 50 employees, it's not just 50 people you're employing. You also have their families. That's right. And you touch, so you touch maybe four or five times that. So it's fun to see it grow. It's fun to bring young people in. They're single, they get married, they have babies, their <laughs> babies are, are now all of a sudden they're an intern for you. You know, where'd the time go kind of thing. Right. And so to me, it's just, it, and that's kind of how we run our company is, is like a family. Like, you know, we're a very flat organization. Our doors are always open. Um, I've, our rule of thumb is just to be open and honest with everybody. Mm-hmm. Deliver the bad, bad with the good is what it is. And we'll get through it. So, you know, we've been very fortunate to work that way and it's been very successful for us. And, you know, it's all on the table. We don't hide anything and we just move forward one step at a time. Right. And um, I'm going to ask you about both going, you know, off script a tiny bit, because I know for us at the chamber, one of the things my team does is we believe in the one word philosophy, which I believe Maxwell was the one who started that, that instead of a New Year's uh, resolution, you come up with one word that you're going to kind of focus on. And so giving you all a minute to think about it, you know, from a corporate standpoint, where you are and, and whether it be your company or obviously a family company, what do you feel like is the focus that really has made it successful? There's got to be, you know, uh, obviously we we are successful at what we focus on, right? I mean, we all know that, but sort of that one word or that one focus that really has built that business um, you know, for us this year as a, as a chamber last year, it was that growth, right? We were in a, a very much a growth mode. And um, this year, our word is is engage. We want to keep our, our members engaged with us and we want to engage with them and, and make it something of interest where, where we feel like it's in a reciprocal arrangement. You know, we want to make sure that we're learning from them as well as they're learning from us. So that's important to us. So what would you say sort of is your, your focus? And I'll, I'll let either, Dean, you look like you, you kind of we have one we've when we started the company um we never wanted to get complacent so we say so we don't have a word it's, it's shake the tree uh-huh. so we're constantly shaking the tree is there some way we can do this different are we complacent are we looking at this right how many different angles should we be looking at this are we okay with what we're doing should we should we be going for more or should we be leaving this behind so constantly assess and reassess all the time everything we do everything and that's continuous improvement too so that's awesome i like it so shake the tree that's a great mantra Josh, how about y'all? If I had to put it into one word, I'd have to say under leveraged. Mm. Um, so many times and so many companies in the real estate investment industry get in trouble because they put too much debt on a project. Right. And, you know, the margin for error just just uh, shrinks and shrinks and shrinks the more debt you put on a project. Right. So y'all obviously haven't had that, that concern in the same way, which benefits you tremendously. That's, that's great. Well, I have to ask where we can find you both. There may be folks out there who um, love the idea of working with you and, and want to do that. So um, Josh, can you tell us uh, where we can find you, your website or social media handle? I'm going to tell you where to find Orkin. Grab Apple Market and Orkin because I, I don't, I'm not really active on, on sure. Twitter and no one really cares what I have for breakfast. <laughs> um, so the Orkin and Associates company website, you can uh, Google that. It's orkinandassociates.com, all spelled out, yeah, all one word. Um, but more importantly, where you can find Crabapple Market 
is crabapplemarketga.com. That does have an active Instagram account and an active Facebook account. So if you want to, uh, you know, stay up to date on the comings and goings of, uh, of Crabapple Market, um, go to the, go into Facebook, type Crabapple Market GA and, and you'll find it. Um, we've had some great concerts on there. We actually had, um, uh, John Hopkins, one of the guitarists for uh, the Zach Brown band, yeah. was, has been out twice to do two different concept concerts. One was the grand opening, and one was for a um, benefit, right? A benefit yeah. for the uh, Alpharetta and Milton public um, safety. Public safety. That's great. Yeah, I, I saw that on there. I know y'all have, have worked instrumentally with that. And just to remind everyone, so the new Crabapple Market will be open officially. It's going to take some time, right? The Crabapple Market is open Correct. Now. I'm sorry, the Phase, phase three. 3 will be open in 2021. So 21 for Phase 3. But the green is open, so come and enjoy the green. It'll remain open Great. Um, even when we start the stage construction. And uh, I did... I did talk to the uh, Milton and Milton Fire and Alfreda Fire, and that uh, charity for them was much, even way better than um, the results of their golf tournament they typically do every year. Oh, that's awesome! Way. And yeah, it's something different, great. which is nice, right? Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, I appreciate that. So, Dean, how about you? Where can we find Access and and uh, getting connected with you? Uh, our website it's accesscompanies.com, A X I S C O M P A N I E S. And uh, you can hook up with our Twitter and Facebook pages there. I personally don't do any of that stuff. so <laughs> That's okay. Others do, and, and that's all good. So, gentlemen, before we uh, close out, any any last words or anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with the group? I appreciate you having us on. And, and you know, the next event at Crabble Market is going to be the St. Patrick's Day Festival. And uh, Old Blind Dog would love you. Love, love to have you out. How much fun would that be? Enjoying a beer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That sounds great. And Dean, I know you'll be there because you love, you know, the brewery concept and all yeah, the. Their... <laughs> I, I have my initials on one of the stools. At Old Blind Dog. That's awesome. So we have a common love. That's that's always a good thing. Match made in heaven, if you will. Well, I want to thank my guests for joining me today, and I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider, again presented by the Greater Norfolk Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit GNFCC400Insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, visit gnfcc.com. And until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. 